Welcome into Paydirt Sports. This is Will Dundon here with Nick Truchel and Reese Bennett, and we are coming fresh off championship weekend. We're actually recording this a little earlier than we usually do. It's Sunday right now. We're kind of finishing up the afternoon games as we record, uh, but we just weren't going to be able to record on Monday night. But So hopefully, if there's some breaking news that happens on Monday before we release this, don't hold it against us. Yeah. But I think we what mainly what we'll be talking about will be uh, still relevant by the time this comes out Tuesday. Definitely. But so, first of all, obviously, championship weekend, all the Power Five championships, all the uh, also, obviously, Cincinnati, Houston, big yes. one. Where do we want to start off first? We want to kick it off with the Pac. Actually, let's kick it off with the first one, the Pac 12 championship that happened on Friday night. Trucial. We both but we both had we, Oregon. We yeah. both had Oregon thinking, man, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, this Oregon team's still so, pretty good. They can like, come beat back. Ohio State. You thought they were going to put up a, uh, a fight, but I mean, Oregon their their quarterback is not good. Like he was just making so many dumb mistakes in that game. I felt like it just. The, the moment was too big for him or something. Utah, they had veterans ready to go. They had that running back, um, and I'm blanking on his name right now, but he had a great story of being in his car last weekend, wishing or uh, last year, wishing that he had another chance to play college football because he had uh, had some things go wrong. Gets a chance to come back, ends up uh, scoring a bunch of touchdowns this season and killing it for uh, Utah. So, exciting game. Yeah, for sure, and Credit to Utah. Utah is one of those teams that I feel like they. I mean, they're always pretty good. They're always a threat. They're they win a big game every now and then. They're yeah. a pretty dangerous team for the most part. But Utah is one of the most does does the best job. I feel like one of the best jobs in the nation at player development. I feel like they take guys like they never have a super awesome no. recruiting class. They're great at creating just really good college football teams, especially over there in the Pac-12 and in Utah. I feel like they're always a team that you don't take lightly no matter who you yeah. are. And always a threat in the Pac-12, and obviously we saw that mm-hmm. as they win another Pac-12 championship. Yeah, that really started with Urban Meyer back in the day. Kind of just he, he built them into an actual Power 5 program, and then now they've uh, been carrying that on and remain a threat here and there. But uh, yeah, this year they, seems a little bit different. When they move over to the Pac-12 Early last year two, or the year before? Oh, no, I thought it was way before that, wasn't it? No, Utah's been in the Pac-12 Yeah, for a I thought while, it was like early 2000s. Now, I'll, Utah, I'll find it. Yeah, look, yeah, they're in the Mountain West. I thought like forever. Yeah, we may be wrong on that, but I thought they were in the Pac-12 for a while. Don't worry, I've got it. 2011, 2011. Yeah, okay. okay, so, so it's been, you're right. It's been we ten, split the difference. It's been ten years. Yeah. Okay, it has. Been so I was before. thinking it was twenty, but it was only ten. Um, I don't know why I thought it hadn't been that long. Oh well. Uh, but yeah, I mean Utah, pretty much wire to wire in control. Yeah, I mean, I I watched a little bit of it, but Oregon was just playing so bad that I didn't want to watch anymore. You know? Yeah, not much to that one. Then we roll into Saturday, and first big one, well, you had the MAC championship early in the day, but then you had, obviously, the SEC championship, kind of what we want to get into. Action. And I don't remember, I really don't remember exactly what I said last week, I'm pretty sure I said I wouldn't be surprised if Bama won. I know yeah. I told some people that when they asked me about it. I, for all I have seen from Georgia, hadn't led me to believe that they would get kind of crushed like they did. But I will, and I'll talk about this later when we talk about the playoff. I did know Georgia really hadn't played anyone. Yeah, they hadn't been tested. Had the- I feel like I feel like we touched on that. 
Georgia, the best team they played is still Clemson. And that was in a week one game against mm-hmm. Clemson where their offense didn't even score a touchdown, and they won 10-3. to three. And no, Clemson's turned out to be a solid team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're good. 9-3, they're good. Three, right? They're good, but not right. great. They don't have... Uh, Georgia doesn't have a single great win on their resume no. this year. And they had the, I believe, the easiest schedule in all of the SEC, right? Probably. Being in the East yeah, and not having I, to play I think Alabama. they did. Or at least on the graphic I saw, I don't know if it didn't include all SEC teams or whatever, but I know they're if they're not at the bottom, they're close to it. Well, I think besides, I mean, I think probably the Arkansas win is maybe technically their best win. That's what I would think because it was Arkansas. a game where you just beat them up and down. And, and Arkansas, Arkansas didn't even a, score a point, did they? No, I think it was thirty-seven to nothing. Yeah. And yeah. Arkansas's again not a great team, but a rank like top twenty-five team. I think they're around yeah. twenty-two or twenty-three or something. But yeah, just they they had never really been tested, and we, and we saw that they couldn't keep up with Alabama. Now, I don't know how that'll look when we get into the playoff, if that'll kind of light a fire under them, or if they're not going to be prepared, if they can't keep up. Because if you look at the four teams in the playoffs, in the playoff, every one of those teams except for Georgia has a huge win. You have Alabama, who obviously just crushed Georgia. Yeah, but they so also whatever play you think in about the West. That, they, yeah, and yeah. they play in the West. They crushed Ole Miss, also another top 10 team. Mm-hmm. Then you have Michigan, who. Pretty much crushes Ohio State. Yeah. And then dominates 42-3 to Absolute in the Big domination. Ten Championship. And say whatever you want about Iowa. I don't think Iowa's that great either. But Iowa's also not a team that you just blow the doors off of. No. Because of the style they play. It's yeah. so hard to get a lead and get a big lead on them. And Michigan just kind of gave them a taste of their own medicine. Just kind of slowly warmed down and just kept punching yeah. and punching and got it. Then you have Cincinnati, who... Has a has a beat top Notre five Dame, win. yeah, yeah. Notre Dame sitting there right on the outside, number five, and Cincinnati went to South Bend and didn't dominate, but controlled it wire to wire. You know, came out and won that. I think they led the entire game, yeah, and it was in South Bend, so mm-hmm. you got a win on the road like that. Georgia doesn't have a win anywhere close to any of those. No, I mean, t- like Tennessee is one of their best wins. That's one of their best road wins for sure. Tennessee put up is. the most points yeah. on them, and Tennessee um, yeah, put up the bit, most yeah. points on them. Well, so, until yesterday, yes. Yeah, Topama, of course. And then I think technically, I think technically, if you go by record, maybe Kentucky. Well, actually, no. I guess Clemson and Kentucky are both nine and three. So, either way, you just you didn't even beat a double digit win team like these other teams did. Yeah, I don't know. And we I, were just so like I think the whole country was just so enamored by their defense. They were holding teams to six point seven points a game all year. That was the average. Like. I know they didn't play anybody fantastic, but everybody was just so astounded by their defense, and nobody could score on them. That they're they like, oh, okay, you know, they're number one for sure. Well, and the thing is, is they didn't play any good offenses until Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. was probably the best offense they played. Yeah, until Alabama. Alabama, of course. But. One of my uh, friends who went to Alabama, he told me today that he saw a stat that uh, Stetson Bennett threw eight. I think he threw eight passes in the fourth quarter yesterday, and he had only thrown eight passes in the fourth quarter like all season up until right. that he point. Right, he barely even because played he didn't in the even, second he half. Didn't have they to didn't play need in the him to. Quarter. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like people the whole season have kind of put that to the wayside, like you said, Reese, with how good their defense was. I mean, Stetson Bennett, he's good, and he can make some athletic plays, but he's not a superstar quarterback no. in the SEC and we at saw all. that last year, too. Yeah. I thought it was proven last yeah. year. I'm like, this guy, you know, he's, he's, he's okay. He's serviceable. But 
Like but kind of, he but never struck me as a national championship quarterback. No. So I have a question for y'all on that because I kind of said throughout the year, just off of what I was seeing, I thought Stetson Bennett, like you said, was serviceable, and I was under the impression he was pretty good. I don't. I, I still don't think he's bad, but you know, he got it, exposed. It's, it's easy to look mm-hmm. good when you have you know that much talent on your offense. Mm-hmm. You have those guys making plays for you, and give him credit. I've seen him make throws yeah him throw the deep ball and everything however when you get to where you're playing game so uh reese i think swaff was actually texting us this uh the other day simply put what georgia had done is they had had stetson bennett in even though jt daniels may have been better jt gets hurt or whatever mm-hmm. stetson bennett comes in and you know you're winning by 30 or 40 in all these games so why change anything yeah so i can i can kind of understand that however Seeing what we know now as they were never really tested by another great defense or another defense that really, I guess Clemson, right? Yeah. But again, they only scored. And they only they scored. Score. What was that, week one? Week yeah, one. Yeah, and where their defense saved them. And I don't know, did, Stet, did JT Daniels start that game or did Stetson Bennett start that game? I think JT Daniels did. Okay, but anyway. So basically what Georgia did was stick with this guy, Stetson Bennett, at quarterback because, hey, you're winning by 30. And I kind of understand that. However, were you just doing that because it was working, or did you really think he was the better quarterback? Yeah. Because what if JT Daniels is playing this whole year, and then you have a guy like him playing in the SEC Championship? Because that's the thing. When you play competition, top five level competition, you have to have a playmaker at quarterback. Yeah, you have to. Or you have to have some recipe that's going to work, and they didn't really have a recipe. They had... And especially when you're being playing against a coach like Nick Saban, who's going to know how to dial up all these insane pressures and is going to be absolutely sending in heat, causing mayhem for your quarterback. You need to have a guy there that is going to be able to make plays. Well, and even though Bama's defense these past couple years hasn't been necessarily what it was maybe 10 years ago when it was all all about defense and Bama, Mm -hmm. all about defense and running the ball, Obviously, college football has changed a little bit, so it's a little harder to have a defense like that. However, Bama still has the best athletes on the field on their defense. Yeah. Guys like Will Anderson, their defensive linemen are always insane. They always have a great secondary. So even if they're giving up yards and points, they're going to get sacks, they're going to pick the ball off, and they're going to strip the ball. So Georgia hadn't really faced anything like that. They didn't face a disruptive defense like that, really, since... And, I mean, Clemson, you I, you can't even consider them because if you look at the Pitt game, like, and Pitt's good this year. They're close to great, but I, I just don't know. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it was weird to see Alabama be an underdog. And all of my Bama buddies have been telling me, like, you know, this, this year was supposed to be a rebuilding year. They had that great team last year with Devontae Smith and John Mechie and Najee Harris. Yeah. And all those guys who got drafted, Mac Jones, like this year was, I mean, they weren't expecting a, such a performance this year. I think obviously Alabama is accustomed, they're spoiled now, I think, mm-hmm. to, you know, hey, we're going to win 11 or 12 games and be in the SEC championship every year. But this year, obviously, I think when they lost a bunch of guys, all these first round talents they weren't expecting it to and they were an underdog yesterday and you know look what happened like they came out and just smacked georgia in the mouth and honestly everybody who's a bama fans like hey yeah we we beat up on our little brother and they're kind of right yeah so i i loved what uh I, I don't remember if it was like danielson or one of the commentators on the game said it 
but he quoted Ric Flair and said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> and I love that, honestly, yeah. because Georgia, you haven't done it. You're not the man. And that's why Georgia has had a real problem ever since they got Kirby, essentially, mm-hmm. with basically acting like they're Alabama. Yeah. Except the problem is you still don't have a national championship since 1984 or whenever it was with, I think, Herschel Walker. I think yeah, it was Herschel yeah, Walker. They have, a, they have a, a national championship. You're you're really good. That's cool and everything, but you haven't won the. big one You can't one win yet. the big one, yeah. Yeah, and you haven't. And I, I mean, they're in the playoffs still, so they have a chance. I just don't see it happening. And and we all said like for the past month or so, or maybe even further than that, this has been Georgia's best team that we've seen up to this point. Yeah, you know, with mm-hmm. Kirby Smart, and they still couldn't do it yesterday. Still couldn't do it. And I mean, I know it was like, you know, final score twenty four forty one Alabama wins, but like. For the most part, Alabama dominated that game. I mean, Georgia really couldn't do much at all. Alabama made the big plays that they needed to. Yeah. After a certain point, like after the first quarter, in, seemed, pretty early in it the was game, tight, once Bama but, got up a couple scores. They never, it never really looked back. Like Georgia kind mm-hmm. of scored and kept it from being a total blowout. But but at the end, they of the were game, never in knew, control. Yeah, and never they, really. And they never really had a chance yeah. Like, yeah. to actually come back in the game. I mean, Stetson Bennett had two interceptions. One was a pick six. I mean, and then they we couldn't, they couldn't the, run the ball. The face mask blunder, the snap. Oh, it, that oh, became, him right in that the became head. a meme. Well, and it, it, they called it back, too. They said the line wasn't set all the yeah. ways. And that was so – I thought that was kind of a BS call. That was BS. Because the line was set. They yeah. said they weren't set for a second or something. And I was like, okay, come on. That's that's the reason they probably snapped it was because of the blunder or what I don't know. Yeah, just a dumb call in my opinion. Anyway, we can go ahead and move on to actually let's let's talk Big oh. Twelve Championship real quick. But Reese, yeah. what were you? Guys no, saying? I just I saw a funny meme, and I think you guys might appreciate this. It was you know somebody put a it's like a Scooby Doo meme when the Scooby Doo gang catches the villain or the guy oh, causing I think I mischief, know what you're talking about. and they have to like take off his mask and reveal who it is. Well, the first mask was Kirby Smart's face, and yeah. they took off his face, <laughs> and it became Mark Rick. <laughs> Mark Rick 2.0. Yeah, win the big game. So they're basically just saying that Kirby Smart is Mark Rick, and Mark Rick can never win the big one either. Yeah, I think Mark Rick actually had one more SEC title than Kirby currently does. In this, like up to this point in their Georgia tenures. Yeah, those yeah. Are, don't those, quote me on that. Those Aaron Murray teams were dominant back in like 2011. Yeah, I mean, Mark Richt had good teams and always, he kind of always won around eight or nine games or something. Yeah. And then would have like an SEC run every now and then. But anyway. Yeah. The Big 12 championship. Insane. Big 12 kind of getting me excited again. Yeah. Good for the Big 12. This is good for college football that you have teams like Baylor and Oklahoma State. Because Oklahoma State had a chance at a playoff. Yeah, and they probably should have. They had a real argument. If, if, if Oklahoma State wins this game, there's a real argument. And I really hope, I don't, I feel like the committee would have really botched it, but they should have at least had a real discussion about putting Oklahoma State in if they won this game. Oh, However, I think they would have made it in over Cincinnati. See, well, that, but I disagree with that. Why? Because it would be Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, OSU. Why? I don't think Georgia should have gone in. Really? They're twelve and one. So you think Georgia falling? Because Oklahoma one State to won five? their conference championship. One to five, and they would have been twelve and one, and they would have had more top ten wins. But you know, you no, know they would have had a better. See, this is the problem. But you know, the committee hates like 
group of five teams like Cincinnati and give them no respect. Well, that's not yeah, but Cincinnati was undefeated and had a top five win. Yeah, they have a. That's the thing. I mean, I know they didn't play like the the entire season, but the resume you could argue is better. Yeah, Georgia doesn't have a big win. All those other teams that have big wins. So, I mean, you could definitely make a case. It just would have been crazy to see a team fall from number one to number five. I know. In an SEC team, of all that, things. Well, but, and that's the problem. If this, if it's not an SEC team, the conversation is there. Yeah. Because it's an SEC team, there's not even – no one even really mentions it, especially yeah. in the committee. There's, that's true. There's two – there's kind of – we're going to – I might dive into that a little bit later, too. <laughs> but there's too much of a bias going on with the SEC – and everything. Anyway, well, let's, we'll, let's we'll get back in. to the Big Twelve. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's by. I mean, I think the bias might be warranted. Look at what the SEC has done, like the past. Right, decade. But that's what I'm saying. I think it's. I don't think it is what it used to be. Well, the East, maybe not, but that's what I'm saying. We digress. Where, what what division is Georgia in? The East. Okay. Anyway, we'll we'll dive into that in a little bit. However, um, Baylor, Oklahoma State, wild <laughs> game. Baylor jumps out like right away. Yeah. To a quick twenty-one six lead, Some, yeah, maybe that sounds more. right. Maybe it's twenty-one nothing. I don't know, but Oklahoma State kind of hangs around, does their thing. Yeah, the, the problem was is the quarterback threw four picks. I mean, you it's can't hard to, you can't win when hard you're... to win a game when you win four picks. However, they had a shot. They had a oh, shot. they had four shots. <laughs> yeah, they had four shots, and on the fourth and final shot, Kevin Dyson action. They are in. Oh. Just like inches short. Yeah, that, I mean it. It was first and goal on the two, and they had four chances to get in that end zone, and they couldn't do it. That's just crazy. Tough. To to Spencer like Sanders. you said, possibly make it to the playoffs too. You think the boys would be fired up enough? The boys in the trenches would be fired up enough to get you make those push, two yards? Make, make a push. push. This is the playoffs we're talking about. Are you but, kidding me? But hey, shout out to Baylor. I mean, yeah, you got to give them credit one hundred percent. Because what did they? Fin- what are they in the rankings now? I know the bowl games are out, but they've got to be close to. They got to be like seven or something. Probably, yeah, something like that. Because it's um, what not. is Notre Dame five? Ohio State is six. Yeah. So, so then Baylor seven. seven. Yeah, that sounds right. Hmm. But, good, good game there. Was that during? That was in the morning, or was that during the SEC championship? That was at eleven a.m. Okay, yep. so that was eleven a.m. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, Spencer Sanders stinks. I remember watching him. It's kind of like sets a minute. I remember watching one of his games last season, and he played like a doofus. And like, I knew from then, I'm like, dude, this guy can't. He can't win it. Like, he may be okay, but he's not the guy. And yesterday, he throws four picks. So, don't want to say I called it, but I kind of called it. Spencer Sanders, not good. Yeah, not too good. Rough day for him. But, I mean, kind of feel bad for... Well, actually, I don't feel bad for Mike Gundy. Because screw Mike Gundy. He has screwed over Tennessee too many times. I was about to say it, and then I I bit my tongue. I Actually, I'm glad Mike Gundy lost. He can go screw off. I like Gundy, all right. I mean, I do. He has a problem, too, now with winning. He's had... This is kind of his second legit shot at a possibility of a national championship and they've kind of botched it. But I mean at a program like Oklahoma State, he played oh, very qu- he played quarterback there in the 80s. No, he's one of the I'd say he's top I don't know if I'd say top 
maybe top 10, but I'd definitely say top 15 coach in college yeah, football, for sure. I'd agree with that. And I'm, he might have the safest job in college football outside of Nick Saban. Pat Fitzgerald, too. Oh, yeah, Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald, that's right. Yeah. Purple Vandy. But, yeah. We want to uh, keep moving and talk about the ACC championship here. Pitt, like we were talking about, and the fake slide. That's what I want to bring up here real quick before yeah, we fully get into that. the game. Yeah, I, I want to get this out of the way. Fake slide, total BS. You should not be able to do it. So let's preface this with, first time I saw it, I was like, that's sick. That's hilarious. Yeah. And he took off and did it. But then you thought about it. Then I thought about it, and I saw a few other people making their case for why it sucks that that's allowed. Because think about how much defenders are already getting like screwed over with this. Like You can barely touch the quarterback today in football. Can't touch the receivers. And when a quarterback, it's it's... The rule, I think, is like in the process, like at the beginning, when the quarterback begins to let himself up, like you have to lay off essentially. Yeah, completely. Like you can't hit him on his way down. Can't touch or him, whatever. can't like anything. Any kind of. If, if you touch the guys, he's going down, they're going to throw a flag on you, and it sucks. Good chance. So the fact that you can kind of fake slide, I mean, that's get, you're, you're doing the beginning of the process where the defender is supposed to like let you slide, essentially. Yeah. So, it's totally unfair for the defender when they're just they're literally doing what they are told to do, like by rule, and then the There's, quarterback is able to like get up and like just keep going. No, come on, it's unfair to the defender completely, and they can't even like you said if you ease up and the guy takes off like Kenny Pickett and he scores a touchdown, but if you don't, you're getting the flag, so your hands are tied, and it's completely um, pushing towards the offense. Uh, the advantage to the offense side. So well, because now you're either either the rules going to suck. You're going to have I, I I don't know how they're going to call it, but now you're going to have coaches that say no, take his freaking head off. Yeah, you know, so slide him up. is safety, like keep keeping players safe. Well, if you allow them to do fake slides and stuff, guys are just going to start getting their heads blown off because the co- coach is going to say screw that, don't let him take off. Don't let yeah. him, you get make sure he's down. That's going to be the the advice relayed to the players like just make sure he's down whatever you do and that guy's then, gonna be there's gonna be guys actually sliding and defenders just clobbered. boom yeah. right in the head yeah they're gonna get some Vontez perfect type hits yeah. on those guys <laughs> honestly like I, I agree with you i think it's dumb that you know the the defender's hands are tied yeah you know because if i hit him it's gonna be a penalty but if i you know let him slide because he looks like he's gonna slide you know he could run away just like kenny pickett i'm honestly kind of shocked that Nobody's done that before. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, why haven't we seen I'm a fake slide Kenny before? Pickett's the one who did it. Well, Mike Vick did it back in the day because oh. his was like the the sick like fake. Yeah, that, that was oh, allowed yeah. because he like got down and like spun around. Yeah, or spun around. I'll yeah. allow that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've seen. <laughs> we'll that. allow that. I'm surprised somebody like Kyler Murray or Baker or Mahomes. Somebody. This that's a Mahomes move right that there. Is, yeah, because he loves the no look pass. Yeah. Loves that flashy stuff. So. I, I'm surprised Mahomes hasn't tried to do something. I like honestly say screw the slide. Let the players hit the quarterback again. Let's Bring take back out old the school football. I kind of like make that. Them, well, the slide is stupid in my make opinion. Them slide, anyway. Make them slide head first. The slide, cool. Well, I was going to say the slide is stupid in my opinion anyway because you're downed now where you start your slide. It, like in yeah, the yeah. NFL it, you don't, whatever, even, you you don't even get any extra so, yards from so, how far you slide. Yeah, so I'm always like just dive. Like, learn how to dive safely. Yeah. You're not even really going to make... Learn how to Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Like, Kate McNamara did it the other night on a third and 12. 
took a dive to get the first down, and it was clean. No one was there. He just dove forward. Dove got forward. It. Smart move. Just eliminate maybe, the slide. Maybe instead of a slide, they you have to sit crisscross applesauce. You, gotta do something you just have of- to take a seat. I, like I mean, that. you can't really fake a seat and then start running again. Yeah, so that kind of takes the, the fake aspect out of the game. Put Reese, me on the rules committee. Yeah, you might be onto something here, Reese. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, otherwise, it was pretty sick, but also not fair for defensive players. And, hey, I saw on Twitter, this is kind of good for Tennessee. They lost, you, got, you lost a pit early in the year. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, we shouldn't have lost that game. We could have won X, Y, Z. But, hey, turns out they're the they're ACC really good. champion. Yeah. So. And we, uh, Will and I were both at that game, and it was like the most frustrating thing to ever watch. We're not going to get too big into the Tennessee pit game. We've already talked about it. But <laughs> should have beat them. Should have beat the ACC champs. Ugh. So. But you live and you learn. Hypo's the guy. I'm good. Yeah. But Texas A&M takes on the loser of the ACC championship, Wake Forest, in the Jacksonville, the Gator Bowl, I think. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know how that's going to go. That'll be interesting. Also, what are, what are your thoughts is on Texas that? A&M the best team in the country since we beat Alabama? No. You know, if you do that math, <laughs> we're the only one to beat them, so we should be number one. Yeah. Obviously, was it? Weren't we talking about sarcastic. how earlier in the year you could work your way back to Bowling Green being the best team in the country or something like that? Probably. Yeah. It has something. Who did Texas A&M lose to? We lost to Arkansas, Mississippi State, LSU, and Ole Miss. There's definitely someone in there that along the road. It's because I think Bowling Green beat Minnesota. That's where it all, oh, like, yeah. it all starts going. Yeah, it starts going from there. Starts, so yeah. Bowling Green, congrats. You're number one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bowling no, Green uh, huge. Honestly, I don't know. It's wait, We play Wake Forest. It's kind of the same thing. We live by Calzone or die by Calzone. If that guy plays well then we win if not we lose so i'm kind of i'm kind of done with this season i'm hype about the recruiting that's going to happen and i'm hype about next season this year was kind of a disappointment you think uh quinn ewers is headed to a&m no uh there were murmurs there were murmurs that i mean he's from texas so what happened to that guy just transferring. Yeah, yeah, but it's I. I mean, is he I not good or he was no, sitting. I mean, he's that. sitting behind CJ Stroud, so yeah. he wants that's, to go play. There, I think there were three or four like four star freshmen in that quarterback room, so not a good, you know, yeah. four and four and five star uh, yeah. guys in the quarterback room, so not a good thing to have necessarily, mm-hmm. or not a. You're not keeping all those guys, you know, because yeah. I think Jack Miller is the other one who. A lot of people at Nebraska were talking about maybe getting him in the transfer portal because I think he's a redshirt freshman or sophomore. And you know, I mean, the thing is, Stroud being a freshman, anyone who's there, you know Stroud is pretty much locked in for at least the next two years. So even if you sit around, you're only going to have two years of playing time, which in today's college football world apparently is not enough. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't blame him. I would, I would want to go play too. If you're, I mean, especially I think Ewers is like, Technically, the same classes. Well, but he he reclass. No, you were reclassified to get there early. Yeah, which ended up. But isn't Stroud a freshman? They're both technically like freshmen. Well, yeah, but he wouldn't even be in college right now. Well, yeah, I know that. So he could have been like, like Stroud would be a sophomore. Well, part of that was would have been a redshirt freshman, like redshirted, and then been a freshman by the time Stroud was a junior, and then Stroud could have gone to the NFL. So, well, part of the reason Ewers did that, I read about it, was. It, he couldn't make any money due to like laws in Texas, so he wanted to get out of Texas and start doing NIL stuff in Ohio where he could make money. 
Mm. So that's why that's why he did it early. I knew he was he was set to make a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he signed. He got like some million dollar million dollar deal. Know. Yeah, he's like the number two rated quarterback ever or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like a you know I talked about it. They grade the recruits on like a scale of one. He's like a point nine 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 nine. Yeah. So he's he's, like all, he's once in a generation apparently type of talent. Yeah, allegedly. We'll see. But Stars also, don't matter. I had to take. I think I texted you guys about it. Talking about a And M. If Kellen Mond. Is AM's quarterback this year? We might we might go to the playoff. And he might win that. Heisman. I don't know about that. I don't know, dude. He I think Kellen Mond and like Adrian Martinez no. are like the same. Oh my no. Kellen Mond is about that. way better well, didn't than Kellen Mond get she, drafted no, in the both, third round? Kellen Mond, yeah, because he has a better I mean he has a better arm, but as far as just college players, like both stat sheet stuffers that like never really won anything. Yeah. That's fair. Well, but Kellen Mond dealt with two coaches too. I mean, he had he was at the tail end of Kevin Sumlin, and then the start of Jimbo. Adrian Martinez dealt with like a terrible yeah, but Adrian Martinez is cast. bad. <laughs> Adrian Martinez plays in the Big Ten. Uh oh, boom roast. Uh-oh. Are we getting into this SEC fake bias? No, well, it's not no. fake bias. I have stats in front of me. Oh, you're so you're saying you got <laughs> you got the stats already ready to go to yeah, talk about? I told uh, I told you I'd pull them up. Yeah. There you go. No, I don't know. I mean, I know. I don't know. I think Kalamon, if he like, was what on this Kelamon, team this year. He never really won anything. You'll beat UNC, right? Like, we that was we won big... the Orange Bowl last year. We yeah, finished, the, okay, we, we finished never, in the top four. You never really. Like, there was always hype around him winning like a SEC title or going to the playoff, and it never, it never happened. happened. Well, Texas A&M always has hype. I'm just saying if he was on the team this year, we probably could have. I mean, we beat Bama. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't the know. only reason we lost those games against Ole Miss, LSU, Arkansas, and is because our quarterback sucked. Yeah, but Kellen, he wasn't – he was good, but he wasn't like – By the time he was a senior, like he – I mean, he was a veteran. He was poised. I mean, he got drafted in third round. I mean, pretty good. Yeah, but I thought that was more so over just like potential. Yeah. Like he has a great arm. I'll give him that, but mm-hmm. – Who knows? He was a guy who like – like, I don't know. Again, kind of like Adrian Martinez, like set all the career records basically just because he was there the longest. Yeah, that is true. He was there the longest. I'm looking up Adrian Martinez's stats. Uh-oh. Okay. If I can type They're probably correctly. not far off, actually, if you want to go just stats. Career stats. Because I know Martinez has over 10,000 yards. Does he really? Yeah. Well, I guess, like you he's said, a four-year he's, just, starter. he's been there for so damn long. Reese is looking. No, yeah. Well, I'm trying to... Why I don't know why ESPN doesn't add them up for me, but... Oh, maybe it will do this. I don't know. I I just thought it was it's it is a hot take for sure, but you know. Yeah. Any, no, anyway. he has only uh, Adrian Martinez only has eight eighty four hundred yards. No, that's not right. How can it not be? That's what it says. Is that passing from twenty eight? I think you're looking at just passing, probably. Well, yeah, that's what. Why would you not look at just passing? You would look at total yards. Well, I wasn't doing that. He has two thousand rushing, twenty three hundred rushing yards. Yeah. So obviously that if you. <laughs> Yeah, but you, people don't. I mean, yes, you do. You you count a quarterback's total yards if he can run. No, I know that. That's but, part of his game. But you were comparing passing, though. No, I was just comparing them as players. They're both guys who just like were stat sheet stuffers that never won anything. Obviously, Calamari. Well, we won an orange more. Bowl, so. Yeah, you won a lot more games, obviously. In the SEC. But I would say Texas A&M was also way more talent. Like he had a way better surrounding cast. Certainly. Yeah, yeah, there's no debate about that. I mean, Adrian Martinez's best year was probably his freshman year still when he had a 1,000-yard rusher, and 
every other year since then, he's been the leading rusher on the team. Really? Yeah. God, that is terrible. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that is terrible. We've been bad. We've been really bad. God. Like, I think wherever he goes next year, he'll do fine. Like, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but he'll do well at a, if he goes to the right the right fit that has some kind of supporting cast. He'll do fine. So Kellen Mond has more passing yards, but less rushing yards. So, yeah. Um. I mean, if we really wanted to look at this from a million different angles, we could. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We will. We could all day. <laughs> and there's no I mean, right I answer. I mean, because... Adrian Martinez has 30 interceptions in his career. Kellamon has 27. Whoa. I know. Crazy. <laughs> who threw more passes, though? Oh, wow. I don't know. I would think Kellamon. Right? I, would I would think, think Kellamon. Yeah. Kellamon has 1,358. Adrian Martinez... Only 1,055. Ooh, so Kellen Mond actually a lot more inaccurate. No. Or wait. just uh, throws way more. Yeah, Adrian Martinez more has 139 passer rating. Kellen Mond only had 132. Boom. Oh. See, I'm telling you, like, the rating is there. I'm telling Martinez was a stat sheet stuffer. Just didn't win any games. Yeah. So, which is the most important stat? That is the most important That's stat. That's true. Can a quarterback win a Super Bowl? Ask Swafford. That's all that matters. Apparently. Mm, well, we saw what happened to the Chiefs last year. I actually wrote an article about this this past week that went out uh, pretty recently. And I basically just alluded to the fact that Tom Brady didn't win the Bucks that Super Bowl last year. The it was defense the defense. Did. Yeah. yeah. Patrick I mean, Mahomes like, was not able to win a Super Bowl on his own. Yeah. I mean, it's like Peyton when they won Super Bowl 50 against the Panthers. Yeah. Gosh. That's like the prime example. Yeah. It's the Peyton Super Bowl. His yeah. second one, obviously. Because he, he was just short of decrepit in that Super Bowl. Yeah. Like it was, He ran for a first down in that Super Bowl, and everyone was, on earth was holding their breath. Yeah, like, like he's oh going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what Big Ben has become wow. this year. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago, Big Ben had that designed uh, keeper run for about two yards, and it was the weirdest play call I've ever seen. It just but, takes him so much to get going. Yeah, but he's a big man once he gets barreling downfield. Well, I'll, I'll eat my words. I mean, Adrian Martinez, he's pretty good, I guess. Pretty good. Stat sheet stuffer. Um, glad, now, now that we've gone over that. Gotten that out of yeah, the way. gotten that out of the way. Let's, let's hop into the Big Ten Championship. In which Michigan just absolutely dominated. Yeah. Which is what I predicted. And I had a buddy text me saying, man, I think Iowa's going to win this game. And I said, I don't know if Iowa will score. So I guess I was wrong. They scored they did three. Score. But, man, I, I really didn't think it would be this bad. I did. I, I saw like a 31-10 type game. Wow. But Michigan, from... Credit to Jim Harbaugh for kind of for opening up the playbook there in the first half or first quarter yeah. or whatever it was, doing, getting the big run for a sixty plus yard touchdown, getting the ball back and immediately going trick play throwback pass for a sixty five yard touchdown. Yeah, and if you get up on Iowa that much and if you don't make a lot of mistakes, it's hard for Iowa to get back in the game. Iowa lives off of other teams making mistakes and just letting them back in the game because if you watch that game. All Iowa does is play field position battles. They pinned Michigan inside the 10 like five times. I mean, it seemed like every time I was punting, but they were just putting it way deep in Michigan's side of the yeah. field. And that's what they try and do, and they just run the ball and throw swing passes to the tight ends. 
and they kept doing it, and Michigan was ready. Especially in the second half, McDonald, the D.C. of Michigan, said, hey, we're not going to let him throw that tight end pass anymore. And next thing you know, they're getting pressure on the quarterback and covering the tight end, and there's nowhere for him to go with the ball. And Iowa's quarterbacks, they don't have playmakers. They're not good. It's the same Iowa team that's always been around, except this year the quarterbacks are probably even worse. Yeah. So, I mean, good for – I'm kind of happy for Michigan, too. They finally did it. Harbaugh, fi- he's been there since, what, 2013? or It's been it was, eight or nine It was the years. year after he lost the Super Bowl in the championship, the, the Harbaugh Bowl, um, when yeah. the Ravens beat the Niners, and then I know he went to Michigan after that. So it's been eight years or nine years, whatever it took. They finally did it. They got the monkey off their back. They're in the playoffs. They beat Ohio State. They won the Big Ten. They had, I think, Michigan, I saw today, there was a, a stat – for them to make the playoffs at the beginning of this year was like 0.1% ESPN had them, something like that. It was low. So, hey, Michigan overcame the odds. Well, yeah, because they went, what, 2-7 and seven last year? Yeah. I know it was COVID year, so it was weird. But also kind of refreshing to see a team like Michigan who's stuck with a coach get here and get to the playoffs. Yeah. Because we're not because everybody's that been calling for Harbaugh's head of that you see all the time. Well, and I just mean in college football in general, it's become a oh we're not getting to the playoff teams that aren't even shouldn't even be yeah. concerned about that necessarily that haven't been in the national championship conversation in a long time, but now have these expectations of oh if we're not winning conference titles or getting to the national championship, we need to fire this guy after three years, you know. So kind of refreshing to see a team go hey we're going to stick with our guy. For yeah, we eight think, or nine yeah. years, even though he hasn't, he's done okay, but he hasn't won anything yet. And now look at him. They're, if nothing else, you got a conference championship. You haven't yeah. had one of those since 04, where you've they had split never, it. They'd never done it in the Big Ten. Like, since it became the Big Ten. They hadn't done it since there's been a game. Yeah. Yeah. Since there's yeah. been a Big Ten championship game. Correct. Which also I thought, man, what's up with Michigan and splitting everything? Last thing they had was a Big Ten championship they split with oh, Iowa. Oh, yeah, that's right. Last natty they had was 97. They split with the Huskers. Michigan, get your own. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for winning a Big Ten championship so you can stop sharing. With yeah, everyone. stop sharing with everyone. It's kind of like a, a, a tie in the NFL. Yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to see them in the playoff for sure. So, yeah, and I think Michigan's legit. I'm I'm interested to see like what kind of – what kind of noise they make in the playoffs? I don't think they're going to win the national championship. I don't even. Do you think they'll win that first game against Georgia? Uh, I think it's going to be closer than people think, but I think they lose it in a heartbreaking fashion. Gosh, really? I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. I really. I don't, don't know, know, man. Well, I was going to say this earlier. We have twenty six days to figure it out. We have twenty six days until like the playoffs happen. That's God, a long. That's, that's a long crazy. time. It doesn't feel like it's always that long, but I guess it is. It's almost a month. Three weeks for everybody to get right. Because I could see, I mean, what we saw this past weekend, like, I feel like Michigan and Georgia are kind of the same team in a way, like two great defenses, allegedly. Yeah. Georgia obviously just got some points scored on them, but still good defense in general, in retro, I don't even know, just kind of big picture good defense. Yes, yes, 100%. So them and Michigan kind of match up there, and then they both have, like, Michigan's got, a great one-two punch at running back, good receivers. Obviously, Georgia, good running backs, athletes on offense. And then they both kind of have two average quarterbacks yeah. playing. Who I like McNamara, but you saw him 
make throws kind of in, I guess you could say, important times or make plays when he needed to, but isn't going to be that playmaker. No. So I don't know how much pressure this Georgia defense is going to get on him. I think that's going to cause a lot. Like, is Georgia's defense going to be kind of controlling the tempo or the the mood yeah. of that when, when they're both out on the field, when Georgia's defense and Michigan are out on the field together? So I don't know because if – I think that's mainly what it comes down to. But I could also see, you know, if Stetson Bennett is out there, Michigan's defense is going to get back there and get pressure on them, just like they did with Iowa. I think some of us are forgetting there's a third phase of football. It's called special, special teams. teams. I tell you what, I, I don't. It didn't. Obviously, Georgia didn't win yesterday, but their punter was just hitting some bombs. So honestly, I mean, a game like this where they're somewhat evenly matched. Georgia's offense isn't the greatest. Their defense is solid. I mean, Michigan's offense is pretty good. Their defense is solid. Like, it could come down to some special teams type stuff. Well, it's funny you say that, too, because in that Big Ten championship game, the whole time I was watching it, like, Michigan just kept rushing the punter. And I, I was like, man, they're so close to blocking it. And then they finally blocked one yeah. towards the end of the game. Yeah. Block punts. Can you make all your extra points? Can you make a field goal? If you go for two, do you get it? Stuff like that. That, I mean... I could decide I think, that game. Yeah, yeah in a sure, tight game definitely. like that, it's going to come down to stuff. Think, where we think the teams match up super well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't – this is – I don't know. I'm interested to see. I think – and maybe I am biased, but I think teams in the SEC have a better talent on the line of scrimmage, offense and defense. And I know the northern teams, you know, they're good. They play trench football like Big Ten. They – it's like usually kind of a grudge match when they play each other. But I, I'm interested to see because when Alabama and LSU, like when they won their natties, like they always have dominant defensive lines and offensive lines that will just push you around and open up holes. I don't know if Michigan has that. And I haven't watched enough to know if they have that. Well, what I know they have the two edge rushers. On the defensive I know line, that. Yeah. But I don't know. Obviously. I think the SEC teams have dominant line players. Well, but that's what I feel like the Big Ten has on offensive line, for sure. Like, you think about teams like, even though not not even Michigan-Ohio State necessarily, well, I mean, but more even Iowa-Wisconsin, I think of as, like, offensive linemen you at yeah. Iowa. Like, you have, I feel like they have a first-round guy coming out of there all the time. Oh, it yeah. seems like every year. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's like the reverse of SEC defensive linemen. Like... SEC defensive linemen come out into the draft and go to the NFL all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll be interesting to watch. Can the big, like, country boy, white corn-fed dudes on the offensive line of Michigan take on the studs of the uh, Georgia defensive line? Freaking the Davis. Jordan Jordan Davis. Davis? That guy's huge. 26 years old. Well, he didn't even play well yesterday, I don't think. Yeah, he was kind of getting bullied a little bit. He was getting bullied a little bit. But still, I mean... It'll be special teams, and I'm interested to see how the Lions play against each other. Yeah, I agree. What I was agree. I, What else was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, obviously Ohio State must have had a good offensive line when they won because Ezekiel Elliott ran all over the place. So. Yeah, right, yeah. That was crazy. I, I don't think anyone really saw that game coming at all, or at least I didn't. Yeah, they, did. they won, the first, they won yeah. the first one. I mean, I just knew Cardale Jones. Was really good. I didn't see it with Cardale Jones. Well, actually, no, yeah, because that was the year. I think they won the Big Ten championship like seventy to three or something. Yeah, it might, against yeah, Wisconsin. Or yeah, like they blew some. Yeah, out. that's right. It was Cardale's first game, and I saw that, and I was like, uh, uh, 
Oh my god! Be okay. <laughs> and everyone's just everyone else took it, it as like, oh, Wisconsin's oh. just not that good. And I'm like, no, Wisconsin's pretty good. Like <laughs> they might just be. I think Ohio, that, Ohio that State's good. just really good. But anyway, uh, last game we'll talk about, and we don't have to cover it too much. But Cincinnati, Houston, we talked about the line being kind of big and ended up being, you know, obviously Cincinnati covered it. But you know, Houston. The first half was game. close. Yeah, I mean, it was tight game, the first half. But Cincinnati took care of business. They did. did. What they had to do. And then the, the third quarter there, you can see they scored 21 points. So they came out firing in the second half. Knew what knew what the stakes were and took care of business. And I think that's a – Houston's legit. They're, they're a good team. Yeah, like we were talking about, they are going to give Auburn trouble. Is that who they're playing? Yeah. They're playing Auburn? Yeah. I – I would be. I think I'd be more surprised if Auburn won. Honestly, yeah, and Auburn's crumbling right like, now. Like I won't be that surprised. Weren't but that's, they six that's and two I mean. and they've lost what, four what straight? If, will Bo next play? I don't know, but TJ Finley that, stinks. Well, maybe the that next, guy the next, Well, but he might not even play because remember he's on one leg. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so know. They might. Who knows? Nick, they'll bring Nick there. Marshall back. Oh, I'd love Nick Marshall. Or d- do that. Just put a DB or like receiver, a quarterback, yeah. and let him run around. It, just let him run it, around. It works, man. People don't do that enough, honestly. You need to have a secret weapon quarterback. Oh, yeah. And especially when you can do it in college. Why yeah. not? Just do it. So let's jump in, talk about the playoff picture. We we already talked, touched on it a little, got a little heated, so we'll see how this talk goes. So let's, let's just run through top four. Uh, yeah, so at one you got Bama. Yep. Any any problems there with that? No, they just beat the number one team. They're soundly. They beat them soundly. They've got the resume. I they mean, beat everybody in the West except A and M, and it was it took a game winning field goal. So I think Alabama easy number one. Yeah, I have no problems there. And then they, I mean, they've proven it. Yeah. When when they were down, I mean, obviously they the close games with LSU and Florida, but I mean. Here's the. They, I, oh, ooh, go ahead. I'll get go to. Ahead, I'll ahead. get to it in a minute. But okay. um, yeah, I mean, I think they are deserving of number one for sure. The the one thing I will say about this Bama team, I th- I think they deserve the ranking, and I could see them winning the national championship. So the, this point that I'm about to make doesn't necessarily matter. However, this Bama team like isn't as good as some of Saban's Bama teams before. I would say just because, and he even said it. Yeah. Uh, he didn't say this like directly about this team, but he talked about being good versus being good all the time. And I think this Bama team is good when it matters. Yeah. Basically, like that's why they slip. A and M had their number, but then and then Auburn that was kind of a slip up game. Yeah. Auburn's not that good. No, Auburn's not. And that good. they like Reese but, was saying, Florida and LSU. They've yeah. had a couple, a couple yeah. other tight right. games, right. but they always took care of business when it mattered. Right. And then Not you know what? The SEC championship loss, game, yeah. they got up for it and they came to play. And it looked like any other Bama team. Bryce Young's really good. Say obviously there's a drop off. Like you, you said, your buddies were worried about rebuilding, but you have guys yeah. like Mechie who actually is going to be injured. It looks like yeah, yeah towards ACL. ACL. Yeah, that sucks. Sucks. But you've got you got receivers all. You have athletes all over the place. Well, you, you got to. You know, I mean, the thing for Alabama is they've got a guy right behind him who's just as good. Right. They're they're stacked always. So. Like in the Iron Bowl when uh, Williams got kicked out of the game for that targeting, targeting call, yeah. The next guy who came in for him caught Went the off. like game time touchdown, yeah. yeah. So, or was it overtime or something? I don't know. 
So Alabama, yeah, they can replace their guys. If yeah, they get hurt. I mean they reload every year. the The death is so insane at Alabama. Well, and you know, we. I mean, I don't think we forget, but Bryce Young is a freshman. Yeah, they still look got at him it. for a couple more and years. This is what I was oh, yeah. gonna say. I, it was like three or four weeks ago when we were trying to talk about Heisman. I was like, you know, I think it, I think it's going to be Bryce Young, and obviously, I gave a big, you know, if this happens, and I said if they beat Georgia in the championship. Well, they did, and it looks like, you know, you he's going to be the he, guy. Yeah, and he threw for 400 yards against what everyone was claiming was a generational type of defense. Yeah. So, yeah, he all but won it in that one game. I think so. Let's move on to Michigan at number two. Any any problems there? I mean, I don't I don't have any problems with it. I mean, you, you got to put them there because you can't put. Georgia over him, I think, after that crushing of a loss. And then, obviously, Cincinnati has to be number four. So, I think Michigan, they're where they should be. Right. Well, because I think your one loss is to Michigan State, who is a ranked team. Yeah. You know? Very good team. You you beat Ohio State, who's currently six, right? Yeah, Who six. a lot of people think is, if if one of these other teams were to lose, like maybe Ohio State's the team to jump in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to say about that. Anyway, it's a top top win, rivalry win, big time win for Michigan, and they won by a couple scores. So they had that, and then you have a performance like that in a conference championship game. I mean, forty two to three it's is hard. insane. You don't, you don't beat down a ranked team like that too often, you know. Like forty two. Usually, there's even some trash touchdowns. You know, it might be forty two to twenty or something. Forty two to three. Like you didn't get in the end zone. That's impressive, no matter who you're playing. Like, you did not yeah. in the end zone. It's pretty tough to hold uh, a, a team to no touchdowns. I mean, there's always a, a garbage time score or something like that. But, yeah, Michigan, I think they're where they should be. What about Georgia, number three? So this is where it gets fun. This is where yeah, we this stray is away it, from each other. Now, I know Will and Reese, I'm going to let you guys duke this out here between Georgia and Cincinnati because we all know, obviously, if Georgia's number three, Cincinnati's number four. Where should both of those teams end up? So here's the thing. I don't, first of all, Georgia has had, uh, yeah, they're 12 and 1. Good year. Have have a few ranked wins. I don't have a problem with them being in the playoff or anything necessarily because I don't really think Notre Dame at 5 has a shot necessarily or even necessarily deserves to be in there Mm -hmm. because they didn't win a conference championship either, right? And then you have Ohio State, who's outside, that has lost two games, lost yep. to Michigan, who's in there. So I don't really have a problem with them being in. But I do have a problem with them kind of being number three. And I have a problem with there not being a, even like a conversation about yeah, another team jumping in. because it was just automatic. In. Because we talked about it earlier, I think if Oklahoma State would have won that game, which they didn't, so it's irrelevant, right? Yeah. But if, if Oklahoma State wins that game, they deserve to hop in there, and I don't think Cincinnati deserves to drop out because they're undefeated, have a top five victory, and they've been doing it. They did. It, they played a heck of a season last year, and basically uh, came in this season. What do you with mean? With a lot of hype. Like, well, not last year doesn't matter though. Well, I mean, obviously, does, no, they had it a, does, no, it does when you're a group of five team and having to prove yourself because it's not just a one year thing. You have to have like a journey, like you have to win multiple years in a yeah, row. Yeah, like to I, get how Boise State, even when they were, 
in the mid 2000s and later 2000s having their great success they still never really and that was obviously bcs they wouldn't give era them a but shot. you're right but they, they would they never, never even shot. considered anything and they had multiple multiple BCS years bowl victories yeah too. like they were legit but anyway so yeah my my thing is like if that were to happen i don't think cincinnati would have deserved to fallen out i think georgia would have deserved to fallen out that's fair to say. And I think they deserve the reason they're gonna they're number three right now is because ratings, like no one wants to see Alabama and Georgia play again. Again, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. That would be silly. Well, why is it silly though? Because it's just a ratings <laughs> thing. Like it has nothing to do with actually like what happened in all these yeah, games. And it kinda sucks that well no that certainly is well, being taken why, into account. The the committee would be silly to just give them a second game right after you just saw Alabama beat them. Like, why? Yeah, but it's you're like, ranking, you're ranking the, the best four teams. teams. It's TV ratings well, then, shouldn't but, come into account for the college football playoff committee, I think is what Will is saying. Yeah. It should only be the top four teams with your resume. Like, yeah, Nothing I don't really, outside I don't really of, want to watch them play again anyway. However, technically, like, Michigan is, like, having to play, like, probably the better team now. Well, no, 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 sorry. I don't know. I'm just saying I, I don't think Georgia like should be three in this situation. It's all because of TV ratings. And there was no, there was definitely no conversation about that either. I mean, it was I, definitely just like, oh, yeah, Georgia, they'll be three. They're still in the playoff. The, this game this game essentially didn't, didn't even matter. Yeah. It was just seeding. Yeah. It uh, only it mattered know. for I mean, Alabama. Yeah. I think Georgia's season, they dominated everybody except for Alabama. They dominated a bunch of nobodies. I don't think, I mean... No, Arkansas, no. Auburn, who almost beat Alabama. Auburn six and six. Kentucky's top twenty-five. I mean, I don't. I don't think Kentucky I don't think lost they, to us. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I. I mean, I I get both. I sides think if of you it. watch the two teams on the field, I think you would say that Georgia is better than Cincinnati based on how they play. I think. That's, I mean, Cincinnati. They have the Notre Dame win. Yes, like, but that's all they can hang their season on. I mean, besides being undefeated, of course. Well, what, like, Georgia has nothing to hang their season on. <laughs> they blew out a bunch of like solid to below average teams. I mean, Cincinnati didn't play the most they have a top difficult schedule. That's but that's what I just said. I'm like, yeah, that's what. But the other teams they played: Indiana, Temple, Navy, Tulane, like Murray State. Like, they're not. Their schedule is not that much better. Besides no. the one Notre Dame game in the like earlier in the season, they are the only undefeated team in football, though. Yeah, not UTSA, yep. sad. Oh, yeah. They got uh, destroyed, didn't they? Or no, it was a comeback. No, UTSA got blown out by or, North Texas Okay, last yeah, week. no, I, well, I was thinking of that. That's right. I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I've watched Georgia, so I think, I just think they're a better team. I think- so, my, my problem, though, is, and I, like, again, I say. And maybe I'm just biased because I watch more SEC football. Right, and I don't. I actually, it, it starts to get to. There's this whole argument with the playoff and everything about deserving to and like the best four teams and everything. You know, like a lot of times there's been talks where a team that deserves to get in doesn't necessarily get in. Yeah, because you you go by the eye test and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I really don't think that's screwed over anyone since the playoffs been around. Like I don't think. There hasn't been a major... I don't think, like, when TCU got left out, like, I don't think they necessarily were going to win a national championship. But again, that's my opinion. That's me, like, just eye-testing them or whatever. The problem is, and I 
the problem I have with it is right now SEC East is not a good division. It, I mean, outside of Georgia, Georgia, and we like, saw what happened Kentucky, to Florida this year. Like Kentucky's Kentucky, not like Tennessee. Tennessee is one of the better lost, teams. Kentucky's in second place in the East. They almost lost to UTC. They lost twenty three. I mean, they won twenty three to twenty one. That's the second best team in the division, really. I mean, that, yeah. I'm just saying it's not. I think the SEC West is still the best division in football. Yeah, but SEC East is a different ball game, and when Georgia doesn't have to play Bama, Ole Miss, Texas A and M, A and M, LSU. Yeah, did they play? I mean, I obviously LSU. No, they didn't. When they you didn't. don't have, when you have a year where you don't play any of those teams. You don't have that tough. Yeah. You get kind of the best break you can get. Yeah, is yeah. It I mean that happens, but I, I mean, I think there's probably been Alabama teams in the past that they didn't have the toughest SEC schedule. And well, they, yeah, but they played in the West. Yeah, but I mean, there's been down years in the West. I mean, LSU was bad for a few years. Texas A&M is, you know, they've been okay. Like yeah. Arkansas has been really bad. Like yeah, the so the SEC West right. isn't always dominant. Auburn, I feel like the West Auburn's has up and been, down since. Since uh, I mean, I feel like the West has been dominant the past ten to fifteen years, though, compared to the rest of the. I don't know. I need to look. Because when you, like Auburn was really was good. really Alabama and Auburn for a long time there, yeah. and then you had a year where Ole Miss, Mississippi State were number one and number two. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Chad Kelly season. You had LSU going to national championships. You had anyway. I digress. In the, the SEC East. <laughs> I mean, probably you're right. You know, SEC East has been you know the lesser of the two divisions recently i my, my whole point on this again like georgia to me is one of the four <gasps> best teams in the league still but i think we're I'm, i think they fooled us a little bit i think the resume yeah. is really not that good when you break it down but they just i just they had like several games let me see if i can count them real quick they had several games where they like shut out their opponent to like to have games where you yeah. you you don't let another college football team score is impressive no matter who it is like not even a field goal I mean I know Georgia Tech is not the greatest team ever they're terrible Arkansas they had a solid season and you know for Arkansas to be really bad last year and to be better this year and then they don't score a single point against Georgia and then the other one's Vanderbilt we don't even need I don't even need to mention that Clemson first game of the year. They didn't they scored 3 points? Yeah, they scored 3. Like I mean, I just think some of those type games where you don't let the other team score, that's impressive. No Cincinnati and I totally forgot that I have a have stance I need to back up Cincinnati since I predicted them to make the playoff. <laughs> so I'm flip-flopping here. So Cincinnati, congratulations. You did it. You proved me right, but also I don't think you're I don't know. Well, no, you're you're stellar. You are. I love you. You made it. Now my prediction is right. I elevated you from dark horse to contender, and you did it. But also, I think Georgia is still really good. Yeah. I would have really liked to have seen them play each other the first game, too, as part of it. Because I don't think Cincinnati's going to beat Alabama. And, Will, I was I was wrong to tell you when you were talking about you know Cincinnati had a really good team last year. I was I was wrong when I was like, well, last year doesn't matter because then I was about to give you stats about the SEC and their bowl games recently. Because it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's been good. The SEC national champions since 1992. The SEC has 15 national championships. Obviously, Alabama has a lot of those. <laughs> but 
Well, that's the, the, other the next, thing. but the next closest team since 1992, or the next closest conference and national championships, Big Twelve has five. Yeah, ACC has five. Big Ten has three. Pac-10 has two. Like the SEC has been dominant, and in bowl games since 2006, the SEC is 97 and 55. That's a .638 win percentage. And the next best like record in bowl games behind them is the Sun Belt, who's thirty two and twenty, which is a point six one five percentage. Yeah. Wow. I mean the top that's the, pretty impressive. I will say the top the top four uh like conference bowl records are SEC, Sun Belt, Mountain West, and then independent schools. And then it's Big Twelve, Pac twelve, American, Conference USA, ACC, and Big Ten is second to last. They have a .439 win percentage in bowl games since 2006. So, I mean, they're below 500 and since 2006. So, I mean, the SEC, no matter... You know, even if you took Alabama out of those, it'd probably still be pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about I think, But I think you well, could also well, make but, that argument with a lot of the conferences. Like, yeah, with the ACC, like, you take out Clemson. With yeah, Big, Big Ten, you, you take, take out, out Ohio State. State. Like, yeah. you can do that with every conference. Yeah, you can. Yeah. That's true. But, I mean, the stats do tell the SEC has been dominant. So, obviously, they are going to get a little bit of bias by a committee or whatever. And it's deserving, I think. That's what – I think that part of that's kind of my point, is I'm kind of excited to see what happens this year. Yeah, because this will be a not, big – Well, I'm not impressed with really anyone, right? Well, but Not super impressed with anyone this about year. about Bama? I mean, they've done it. Yeah, but that's but even like we said earlier, and like what Saban said, like they're not really good all the time. Yeah, like they will be, I think, in the playoff. So I'm, if I had to pick a national champion, I'm picking Bama right now because I think they'll be. But up they still and look play. like they have some weaknesses. They do. That's that's the thing. You don't know. So I'm 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 excited about this playoffs, and especially having a group having, of five team in there is going to be really Cincinnati fun. get their shot and then having a team like Michigan kind of yeah cool. like Michigan no matter what happens even if they I think even if they lose like by a couple touchdowns or something I think you can kind of say like Michigan is back in a way yeah to being Michigan again like to yeah. being a top five level program they need to beat Ohio State next year and then they'll be officially back yeah get two they a couple get times. two in a row yeah yeah, they ju- at least just need to make the. Or they got to, or like the next, like you got to start splitting them up a little bit. Yeah, like they can the- lose the next one, but if they win, like because uh, it had been third- eight years in a row, they yeah, lost. Been- yeah, like <laughs> God, that would have been frustrating. But as a Tennessee fan, I know that all too well. Oh, also, Alabama, wouldn't it so. have been so funny if Notre Dame, like it all shook out to where Notre Dame makes the playoff and Brian Kelly left? I really wanted that to happen. That was the <laughs> that only would have been really so funny. That would have been I awesome. Wanted- I wanted Notre Dame to. It, this is like secretly their best team ever. We just didn't even know, like they totally. Me just, and my family. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a faker, dude. He. I don't like him. I, I sent y'all the. I think I sent y'all the story of him at Central Michigan. Yeah, yeah. When he had his Robert assistant Sala coaches and so Matt Lafleur shoveling snow. This, yeah, the best part about this: Brian Kelly, head coach at Central Michigan, still a jerk at this point. I guess he's been a jerk his whole life. His assistants are now NFL head coaches. Yeah. Matt LaFleur and Robert Sala. That's that, insane. That I, think I, think that, I think that's what makes this story the best, is that it's two guys two. that are now NFL coaches. I'm going to look up his coaching tree. And so you have a Christmas party that Brian Kelly's having at his house. And he invites the staff, right? 
So LaFleur and Sala show up, and turns out they're not on the guest list. Well, what the heck? Like, we're, we work for the guy. We're his assistants. How are we not be on the guest list? Turns out they're on the work list. So Brian <laughs> Kelly had them valeting, like parking cars and shoveling snow. And then at the end of the night, go get all the cars and bring them back, you know, while they shoveled snow the whole night. And then it said they went back to their apartment and stood around the table because they didn't have chairs. Because <laughs> oh like, you know, they weren't making anything or yeah. whatever. Like, are you kidding me? What a piece of trash to yeah, do Yeah, how do you treat, treat your like employees, and especially your employees? Because basically they are his employees. They're, he's their boss, essentially. So I don't know how you just treat guys like that. Yeah, and I think he's going to do pretty good at LSU, but now I am definitely cheering against him. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good hire uh, at first, and I still think it is a good hire, but now I'm going to be rooting. I, I agree with you there that I'm I'm out on Brian Kelly, as a person at least. Yeah, as a person. <laughs> as a person. I think he's a pretty good coach, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. But Oh, I also had one more thing talking about Heisman. Will, so this is – Will Anderson was in the Heisman talk like before this weekend because he's been an outstanding lineman for Alabama this year. Yeah, he's I mean, good. Obviously, Bryce Young probably elevated himself to that spot, and he's going to win it, I would think. But in 12 games this year – this is before they even played Georgia yesterday. 12 games. Will Anderson has 86 tackles, 50 of them solo. He has 30 and a half tackles for loss, 14 and a half sacks, and four pass breakups. So this, this graphic, they compared him to uh, Joey Bosa, Aaron Donald, Ndamukin Sue, Chase Young, like some is of the he a, past. Is he a rush? Like, is he a defensive end? Yeah, I think I think they play him kind of inside a... and outside. Okay. Yeah, he's he's an edge guy mostly. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I think he'll he'll line up in other spots. But I mean, will his numbers are are better than your your boy Indomitian Sue? Yeah, slightly. But he's a end. That's true. But he has thirty and a half tackles for loss, and Indomitian Sue that dominant season he only had twenty and a half. Right, but he's a defensive tackle. Like that's the point. Like I think that's the point. As yeah. defensive tackle, you're playing you a position ne- where you don't really, you're not supposed to necessarily fill the stat sheet. Yeah, because you're a plug. you're just supposed to eat blocks and plug stop up the holes or yeah. p- get out of the way for the linebacker to come in and blitz. Yeah, you're literally supposed to take the double or triple team so the linebackers can yeah. come flying in and hit those holes. Well, that's true. But, but he, no, Anderson is awesome. Yeah, well, I'm and not taking actually, away anything from Anderson. He is. A I, beast. I really wouldn't have a problem with a defensive guy winning it. Now that I look at it this year, now that I really think about it. Just because no one else really impressed me, but I think you, I had heard Will Anderson's name mentioned. I feel like in the past couple weeks, but I feel like for a defensive guy to win it, you gotta be getting hype for a while. To yeah, really, you gotta be dominating because everyone whole knows. Season. Everyone knows who Bryce Young is. Everyone knows who uh, C.J. Stroud is. Yeah, it's become a lot more of a clout game and yeah. social media game, and who's the big name. Who wins the Heisman? Yeah. Really? And it's always the quarterback. And like Anderson probably had a really good game. Yeah, the other day, but he wasn't like like when Indomitian Sue in the Big Twelve Championship, when like, have like was the four game. or five sacks in that game or yeah, something. Like he was the he was the reason that game even was a game. I just think it was interesting they compared him to these guys. Yeah, his I mean, stats are ridiculous. when Chase Young Chase Young got invited to New York for the Heisman thing, and Will Anderson besides. Having two two less sacks than Chase Young, his numbers are better. Do you know how many sacks does he have? Fourteen and a half. Okay, 
Because I think Hutchinson at Michigan has 14. I think he has 13 or 14. He got, I think he got 14 this I don't know. Uh, yeah, but this, this was before yesterday. Oh, so okay. his stats are better now since they played yesterday. I but think it's it not would be the... cool to just have two defensive guys in New York. That would be crazy. You might crazy well, to see. Like, I, ho- yeah, I, ho- I, I mean, hope they get Like the you said, there's not been. Depends on how many guys they invite up there because you have Young, Stroud. Is Corral still on the list? I don't like, think so. I would just put in Hutchinson and uh, Anderson, throw them in there with yeah. Stroud and That'd Young. That'd be fun. fun. Yeah. Have two defensive guys there. Yeah, two defensive line. That'd be the first time ever, right? That, that it, two I, defensive guys were invited to New York. May, I mean, maybe like way back in the day there were some, but yeah, as far as I know, anyway. I'm trying to think. I don't know. We'll see. Any any bowl games? We'll, we got a little shorter of an episode today, but we'll we'll talk bowl games real quick. Any bowl games kind of stick out to y'all that you're excited to watch? Obviously, some of the New Year's Six Bowls maybe or some of the – Yeah, I was going to talk about uh, this New Year's Six Bowl, the Rose Bowl with Ohio State and Utah. Oh, that'll I'm, be awesome. I'm interested to keep following this Utah team. Honestly, I mean, Rose, how good are they going to be? The Rose Ohio bowl, State and Utah? Yeah. That's going to be awesome. The Rose Bowl is honestly my favorite bowl game. Ever since I watched DeAnthony Thomas in Oregon in that Rose Bowl yeah. against Wisconsin a long time ago, that's been my favorite game. That it, be, I mean, it is like the, the Rose the Bowl is – Yeah, it's the granddaddy of them all. I want to go to loves one. the Rose Bowl. I mean, I got to go to yeah, one. So yeah, I think that's on a lot of – pretty much every – maybe Ooh. not every, but most college football fans' bucket list. Yeah. You got to go see the Rose Bowl. And they bowl have ones. a parade, the Rose yeah. Parade. That's cool. But yeah, no that that's definitely one I will I will be paying attention I'm to. I'm excited about. Go through some of the other ones. Yeah. Oh, the the Barstool Arizona Bowl, <laughs> Boise State and Central Michigan. Oh, that's going to be a huge one. Chips up. That'll be a good game. Or rise I don't up know how chips good Boise or whatever State they say. is anymore, but I know Central Michigan's all right. Another bowl I'll call out here. We were talking about earlier the Birmingham Bowl, that Houston Auburn bowl game. I'm very interested to watch and see the results of that as well. I don't know how well the Houston fans travel. And like I've been saying, certainly all year. not going to travel as well as Auburn fans yeah, to Birmingham. Exactly. <laughs> like I've been saying all year, and I think I definitely do think the fans in the stadium make an impact, especially this year. They make, they make an impact on the game because obviously last year they weren't. I mean, some stadiums had capacity, or some didn't. You yeah. know, limited capacity for fans. But this year, I think it's really played a big part in it. I I don't know what the SEC championship game was like if there if it was more Alabama or more Georgia, but. It probably was more Georgia and Atlanta, right? Yeah. But I, when talking about the Birmingham Bowl, I would think Auburn gets an edge because they yeah. have, they're it's a home expected game for to have more fans. Yeah. It's definitely a home game for them compared to Houston's fans. Like, they're not going to travel all the way down to the Birmingham Bowl. Well, and there can't be that, that many. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if many. I've ever met a Houston fan. Dennis Quaid, apparently. He was on the commercial the other day. He was narrating really? it, and they showed him in the thing, and I was like, "Dude, that's awesome!" Because Dennis Quaid, <laughs> like, probably on my list of top five like coolest guys ever. He is pretty cool. I always think he and um, the Dances with Wolves guy, Wolves guy, is like the same person. Kevin Costner. Yeah, they always like. I always get them mixed up. I could see that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think fans will make an impact, especially in the Birmingham Bowl. And I feel and like, the Vols for the Music City Bowl. Yes, that's the. I'll, I'll list off my top three. This is going to be my number three pick of um, uh, bowl games. I'm pointing out here is Tennessee Purdue Music City Bowl is going to be electric. Purdue, yes, and former we, giant killer. Yes, and I'm excited to fight or beat Purdue uh, because of what they did 
to us in basketball when we had uh, Grant Williams Ooh. and that team in the Sweet 16. I have the poster right there. Um, you can see Sweet 16 2019 lost Hell. to number three Purdue down they there. I wrote in the, the tournament ones down That's there. That's where they called the foul, right? And there yeah. was no foul. There was no foul. And also, that was the game Carson Edwards was like, he hit the craziest three I've ever seen to yeah. – like oh that was such a frustrating game but we i think we were down 18 or 21 at one point in that game came storming all the way back brought it to ot and then lost in ot so it's a vols revenge game it is a big vols revenge game i i hate purdue right now so they're they're number one on my kill list i'm coming for you in the music city bowl you purdue purdue fans better be scared because i'm gonna be loud i think that game will be fun obviously i mean i'll go to that game just because it's here in nashville but also I don't see – so I see three possibilities. I see it either just being a close game – or sorry, I should say I guess two possibilities because I see it either being a close game either way. Or I could see Tennessee winning this game by a few touchdowns, like the speed just being too much. Like I'm not saying Purdue, like Purdue has a real speed. chance to win, but I don't see Purdue like blowing Tennessee out, if that makes sense. I don't think they're going to be good enough to – They'll have to put up some points, and I just don't know if Purdue like puts up a lot of points, really. Like no matter uh, who they're playing, like I don't Tennessee's know. defense I haven't isn't great. It's, got, it's gotten better. Purdue's kind of similar to Iowa, though, where they kind of kind of kind of try to miss, control probably. the clock. If the, if it works, it works. They kind of grind you out, and if that happens, yeah, Tennessee could be in trouble because they're not used to going slow. You know, so yeah. That's where kind of similar to what Kentucky did to Tennessee earlier in the year, Tennessee would just score like right away. But then Kentucky would go on this long drive, tire out the defense, and then Tennessee would score right away and their defense would have to be right back on the field and it was just like a cycle like of a tired defense and like the offense being able to like Kentucky's offense being able to score on them. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's kind of the that's probably Purdue's winning recipe, I would say, if that's what they're if they're planning right now, that's what they should plan for. Uh the other game I'm interested in is Baylor Ole Miss. I'm interested yes. to see that too. Because, I mean, Baylor's got to be riding high right now. They're ready to go. They're um, and Ole Miss is going to be hungry because they're kind of, I feel like they dipped a little bit and now they're on the upward trajectory again. So they're they're wanting to finish the Lane season Tiffin strong. got an extension. Yeah, he got an extension. Um, pretty much everything got shut down that he's leaving, I think. Yeah, and let's let's. I saw a bunch of Ole Miss fans, like being like, "Oh, you guys are idiots for thinking he's going to ever leave." Okay, oh, okay. It, what has he done his entire career? Yeah, exactly. So don't act like don't act like you can trust media. the guy all of a sudden. Like they're only saying that because they were nervous that he might leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like well, wh- don't act did- like you're some college foot. Like here's the thing, Ole Miss. I love I love Ole Miss. I love going to the Grove. Games are awesome. Everything like Ole Miss is a great. School in the SEC, it's everything. It's fun time. But hey, okay, Ole Miss, like you're not Alabama. Like p- coaches don't. You're not the epitome or like the like, mountaintop. You're not on the Mount Rushmore of coach, coaching okay? jobs. So don't be surprised if a couple years down the road or whenever Kiffin goes yeah, he to does a piece Bama out. after Saban retires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when Gosh. when the Raiders hire him, oh after man, this year. the Raiders bring back Kiffin. I mean, like, I think Kiffin kind of fits at Ole Miss because he's a jerk, he's never gonna have frat that much- asshole. <laughs> Respectfully, <laughs> Jeez. 
Man, fired off on the man. There's some. I'm just mad because A and M lost to okay. okay Ole Miss. Just he's still a little hurt. Okay, gotcha. Well, anyway. Well, but Lane Kiffin is an asshole and a jerk. So yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, I, I can't. He's I can't who was apparently either. afraid of heights. I saw a video of him walking around in the mall, and he didn't want to get close to the edge. And his son was trying to push him. He he, he was scared of it. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty funny. Hey, buddy. Oh, Joey yeah. Freshwater. Yeah. But yeah, that'll that'll be a good game. Yeah. Baylor Baylor is now king of Big Twelve. So congratulations! Shout out Dave Aranda, turning a program around in two years. Yeah, bald head coach. Something about it. I don't know. We talked about somebody being bald. I think it was him. I yeah. think we were talking about how uh, bald head There's coaches are good. Like pretty solid. Yeah. bald head coaches. Mm-hmm. Aranda Franklin is PJ Fleck bald. Yep, PJ mm-hmm. Fleck's bald. Nick Saban's well on his way. He got to be Rogan. Like I agree because there's a picture of him when he's at Michigan State and he's got gray hair. Really? <laughs> yeah, like Jeez. 30 years ago. I need to look that up. God. Oh yeah, you can find it. Just be like yeah, Nick but Saban, I mean, gray hair. Because that's the only real way to do it. You got to start coloring early. Because if you go from all gray to color, it's like, whoa, what? You, what? you do the Drew Brees? Yeah, like what? Thing. What? What ha- what just happened here? So you gotta. I like Saban getting in on it early and just coloring the whole time. That way, he never goes gray, and it's never expected. So Saban did it the right way. You think a guy like him though wouldn't really care? He wouldn't care. Yeah, he'd be like a guy like Belichick who will show up to press conferences and a hoodie with cut off sleeves, and he just it doesn't look professional at all. Doesn't care about the answers. Just all he cares about winning. But hey, maybe. Um, Saban is a little more vain than we thought. Sorry about that phone. Anyway, yeah, maybe. Um, any other games to stick up to y'all kind of as we wrap up? Nothing sticking out just yet, but I'm sure there's going to be some more storylines. And obviously, like Reese said, we still have 26 days until the Bulls yeah. are yeah, played. So we'll, we'll, we'll to, get to be able to talk about some more of these games. As they approach. Mm-hmm. Especially, we'll kind of be able to focus on <gasps> probably a few leading up because you know they'll be staggered and everything. What you got? Army least? Navy game next weekend. I, it's my oh. favorite game of the year. Respectfully. Oh yeah, we love our troops here. I always get sad Army Navy game because it means football's over. Yeah, yeah. I hope it snows. Do you think it's going to it ha- snow? Uh, I'll look up the weather. I don't know. I hope it snows. It's a better game when it snows. Oh, yeah. it's a, always a better. And game. And they all. It's always a cool uniform game. Army yeah. and Navy have special uniforms this year. They'll have the American flag uniforms. Apparently, Army's yeah. offensive coordinator is in. That he's one of the rumors for the new Nebraska offensive coordinator job. Oh. Which I don't think Nebraska's going to run triple like. option. <laughs> well, we ran the option some this year, so it's like, okay, if you is, is that what you're doing? I don't know if that's really yeah. what I want to do necessarily. Um, and so one coaching piece that we did forgot to cover here was Venables to Oklahoma. Is it official? Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's yeah, it's okay. a, it's. I think the. I don't even know. I don't know if the official details of the deal have come out, but it's pretty much done. I know. So, and I think he's taken uh, Ole Miss's current OC, or at least that's his target. Um, is uh, well bringing him along. And did you see today? Joe Brady got fired from the Panthers. He did. So he might Joe make Brady. a return to college, Nebraska. I'm um, coordinator. That, we need him. I mean, if we got so the Huskers, they hired Mickey Joseph, the LSU receivers coach. Yeah. He decided he didn't want to work with Kelly, so he's back. He he played quarterback in Nebraska. Oh man, day. that's a great hire. Hey, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, ever heard of him? Yeah, they're lighting up the NFL. Right one now? of them apparently was a two star. I think it was Jefferson was a two star. Was he really? It was one or the other. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Some, sometimes the rankings Joseph, are wrong. You turn 
Or maybe uh, Mickey Joseph is just that yeah, good. Yeah, maybe he's not, that good. It's not looking like we're going to get snow, guys, for the no. Army-Navy game. Although, 50% precipitation, so it could be a rain game. Mm. That'd be cool. Muddy, a muddy Ooh, option I'd like game. that. Yeah. Little so, uh, ar- army crawl. Little, yeah. The low crawl. Army crawl in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was big. Thanks for listening. Uh, a lot of college football. Y'all. Yeah, a lot of college football talk. Glad we were able to get this going in. We'll cover NFL more next week uh, with the. Uh, yeah. We'll have our schedules back in order again. It was a. It was yeah, like a bye week for Peter. Kind of having to do this on a Sunday night, but we had a uh, other. You know, right as of right now, this doesn't pay the bills. So if you want to, be sure to. Talk to your talk to your buddies and uh, yeah. let them come be sponsors on the show, and we'll be happy to put all of our time and attention into this podcast. Yeah, one hundred percent. Except for Reese, because he's a troop. So yeah, that's he's right. Serving the country, but anyway. Yeah, okay. Titans didn't play. We didn't. We didn't care about the NFL this week. Yeah, still so, some games going on. We'll get going on, guys. If you haven't noticed either, uh, we're, we've also partnered up with Six Pack Coverage. Let's go! Huge so news. shout out Six Pack Coverage. We're Woo! really pumped to be kind of going forward with them. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Check out their website as well. We'll post about it. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely post about it. Check out their website. They have stuff, not just sports, but all kinds of media. Uh, they're based out here in Nashville. They've got stuff on food, media, fitness, everything. sports, everything wow. you can think of. So be sure to go check them out, sixpackcoverage.com. Uh, be sure to check out our website, paydirtsports.blog, and... Be sure to follow us on Twitter, paydirt underscore sports, or on Instagram, paydirt sports. And yeah, lots of content coming. We're we're growing. We keep going. We had keep one going. of our had one of our highest listened to pods last week. So thanks for that, guys. We appreciate you. And we'll see y'all next week. See you next week, paydirt out. It's hell week for caterpillar. Get hype.